Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of Homeward Bound. My name is Egal Siegel and before we start our regular program which has been pre-recorded I wanted to add my personal uh, tefillot, my personal prayers for Yaakov Naftali, Ben Rachel Dvora Frankel, Gilad Michael, Ben Batgalim Shar, and Eyal Ben Iris Tesura Yifrach, uh, the three boys who were abducted last week uh, from the Gush Etzion area uh, near Yushalayim. Uh we daven for their safe return, and we hope uh, they, hopefully by even the next broadcast of Homeward Bound, we're able to announce that uh, they're they are well and they're home. And we pray with the rest of Klal Yisrael, the rest of the Jewish people, for their safe return. And now, listen please to our next edition of Homeward Bound. Sitting in the subway station Manhattan is my destination mm-hmm. Traveling on that dirty train Each day I live is much the same And I think what can I gain Living in this endless game bound I wish I Welcome back to another great edition of Homeward Bound here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Egal Siegel, and our program is sponsored by the great people at Nefesh Benefesh. NBN.org.il for all the information you need about, about making Aliyah. And this show is about making Aliyah. It's here to inform and inspire you to make that big move. To be Homeward Bound. And any information you need about making Aliyah is here on Homeward Bound at the Nahum Siegel Network. And we'll be back with the rest of our show and some really interesting information about making Aliyah right after these messages. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH. A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to Israel. My name is Yigal Siegel, and we're here on the Nachum Siegel Network every week to inspire and inform you about the great move to the Holy Land. And I'm very happy to welcome to our airwaves Melissa Bienenfeld, who is a member of the Employment Department here at Nefesh Benefesh. Melissa, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Okay, so um, I'm here talking to Melissa uh, a little about the um, the single scene here in Israel. I mean, not scene really, but just what do singles do when they make Aliyah? As older singles, we had uh, spoken to Hillel Davis, and you can look in our archives for that interview, who is a student at Bar Ilan, and he made Aliyah 
specifically um, after he was in Hezder Yeshiva to go to Bar Ilan University. So we're not going to concentrate specifically on college life here because we've done that already, but just uh, to talk to, to Melissa a little about being single and uh, making Aliyah as a single um, or even staying here after university and uh, just you know what, what uh, resources there are available for singles here in the Holy Land. First of all, though, Melissa has left the single scene. Mazel tov to Melissa on getting married this past mm-hmm. December. <laughs> Um, your husband's name is? Ethan Bienenfeld. Okay, so um, let's start with you. Where are you from in the States? Originally, I'm from Los Angeles, the Valley, to be specific. Okay. And I lived in New York for five years, actually. Okay, so when did you make Aliyah? I made Aliyah in 2012, so about two and a half years ago. Okay. May I ask uh, where you were holding in terms of school and stuff when you made Aliyah? Sure. I graduated Stern College in 2009, and then I lived in New York for two years, and then I moved back to L.A. for six months. So I was about three years post-college. Okay. And you were working, I assume, when you made Aliyah? I was. Oh, well, I was kind of ending a job in New York, and I was kind of you know dabbling in a few things in L.A., but really preparing for my Aliyah in, in January. All right. So when did you make the decision? I mean, like, let's say when you were in Stern, did you know already that you wanted eventually to live in Israel? For sure. Living in Israel was something I wanted to do since probably high school. Okay, so after high school, did you spend time here in Israel? I did. I went to Orot, Batzion program. It actually oh. doesn't exist anymore, but um, that's where <laughs> that's I was. Right. We've had other people talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and before Orot, you knew already you wanted to live here, or I Orot did. was I the. Mean, uh, I was all, I was always very involved in Bnei Kiva and Kamoshava and the whole mm-hmm. you know story and. Um, yeah, I always had, you know, feeling that I wanted to be here. And I think when I went to Poland in 12th grade with March of the Living, that was what really sealed the deal for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's a, it's a unbelievable, uh, um, has a, an unbelievable impact on people. Sure. So, okay, so you made a decision um, three years post-college, basically, mm-hmm. to, to make the move to Israel. Mm-hmm. So uh, just uh, obviously you went through Nefesh Benefesh. I did. I mean, not just because you work here now, but right. because everyone goes through Nefesh <laughs> Benefesh. Exactly. Um, the process was smooth for you. You 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 were able to. Did you have friends who were also doing it at the same time, or? For sure. I mean, in terms of friends, I was really lucky. I had a few very very close friends that already lived here, so living here was definitely not a foreign concept for me. And I already had people that I was in touch with all the time that were here kind of, you know, bringing me in and showing me that it was totally normal. I spent a lot of time visiting for work trips, for other trips, um, and I really got to see the single scene and how my friends were living very well before I came. So. Okay, and that, do you feel that's important for someone? In other words, let's say someone who might, might not have as many friends or, or even relatives who live here, you feel it's important for them to, to make a pilot trip, let's call it, uh, to check out the, uh, the opportunities mm-hmm. for them? know if I would say a pilot trip is absolutely necessary for a single. I would say it is important to come in with a very specific plan of how you're going to have a social network. Um, but I don't know if if a pilot trip is absolutely necessary. I definitely think it's important to connect with people who already live here. I think a really, really important tool is Lopanetzion. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I actually did it when I came here. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very popular Ulpan for young single Olim. And it is a very strong networking tool. I, because I had close friends from before, I wasn't super into the crowd of Opanetzion, but I made amazing friends there that I'm still in touch with today, and mm-hmm. it's an amazing, amazing network. So tell us, where where is it located? It's tell us located about it. in East Talpiot. It's kind of an off-the-beaten-track location, which is not the best, 
but you're still in Jerusalem, so you definitely can be part of everything social. And well, Ponetzion tends to have its own social element while you're there for five months. So even though it's not, you know, where most of the singles are in Baca or Katamon, you're still in your, within your own community with the chance of really getting to know and seeing the singles community after Wulpan. And just from my experience, people really know each other from Wulpan and they really connect from Wulpan and it really creates this really strong social network. And they have Wulpan for all levels of, uh, of They of do. Language? They have. It's a fabulous school. It really is. Mm-hmm. They go from Aleph to Dalid. Um, if you're familiar with Ulpan levels, Dalid is pretty conversational, but because Dalid is the highest level that they offer, it's actually much higher than a regular level Dalid. So it's really more like a hey vav, I would say. Um, I was in Dalid and we had a lot of um, singles in our class who had Israeli parents or even grew up in Israel partially. So there's definitely a level for everybody, even if you went to yeshiva day school your whole life or you know you have Hebrew from somewhere else, it's definitely still a good place for you. I think we've discussed this with other people, but uh, we've definitely discussed Olpan, the whole Olpan concept, which you know when an Oleg comes and they want to have a, a formal Hebrew language course, then Olpan is the answer for them. Um, are you allowed to choose the Olpan you want? The rule is, is that you have to do Ulpan in your area where the address is on your two Detsahut. Uh, having said that, there are Ulpanim that are live-in, like uh, Ulpan Beit Berdetsky and Ulpan Etzion and Kibbutz Ulpan. All of those Ulpanim are really immersion programs where you live on the campus, they provide social programming, etc. Um, those Ulpanim you can pretty much attend even if it's not your specific address. You just mm-hmm. need to sign up. It should probably be in your plan before you make Aliyah and you can sign up through the Jewish agency at your Jewish agency interview. Okay, so obviously Ulpan was a great experience for you. That's what we're hearing. <laughs> um, just a, you know, a, a general thing. when As you were going through high school, where did you go to high school? Eula. Okay, so when you were in Eula... Um, the idea of Aliyah was was in your mind because of your Bnei Akiva background, or uh, at I, least going for sure you were going to Israel after high school. That seems right. to be a given now, right? Uh, which is great. And it was you know thirty years ago. I shouldn't say that it was more than thirty years ago <laughs> when I was going to. Uh, oh my gosh, it's more than thirty years ago when I was going to Israel uh, after high school. I'm almost at my ten year reunion, <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay. um, but the question is to me, it's it's so fascinating to me. You know, I, I went on a few Nefesh Benefesh uh, uh, flights before I made my own Aliyah nine years ago. And uh, at that time, uh, we didn't see a lot of, we saw singles who were making Aliyah. In fact, I, I was on, our Aliyah uh, flight was with a, a girl from O'Road at the time. Yeah. So um, the, the question is why, which seems to me, that the trend is a lot more singles now. A mm. lot of and uh, singles like you, not necessarily singles who we've discussed in the past, who you know have always wanted to go to the army and are coming right after high school or right after the year in Israel and they're making aliyah to go to the army. Um, but people like you who were not coming right after high school, you went back to the states, you finished your degree in the states. Um, do you see like amongst your chevra, amongst people that you've met over the last few years? This trend, why, is there a reason for this trend? Why people are making this decision so uh, so much more? Do you do you have an idea about that? I mean, I don't know if there's a specific reason. Mm-hmm. I do know for me personally that it just made sense at that point in my life. I know some people just don't find what they're looking for in other single scenes like New York, 
or you know anywhere else, even smaller cities like Chicago or LA, where there are singles, but people just aren't finding you know their husbands or their wives or what they're looking for exactly. And I think more and more people are starting to consider Jerusalem as an alternative single scene to Washington Heights or the Upper West Side, which to me is incredible. It really, really is. I think for singles, there are opportunities here that are really amazing, and I. I don't know if all of the singles who come here plan on staying their entire lives. Mm -hmm. I I would probably say that they don't, but they are definitely willing to make it work and see if it happens. And I I do think the single scene here is just so much more diverse and wonderful, in my opinion, than the one that I experienced in New York. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really attractive to a lot of people. uh, Do do most religious singles uh, move to Jerusalem? For sure. Um, I The truth is I don't have very many friends in Tel Aviv. I have one who went to Sackler. She just graduated. We're very proud of her. Nice <laughs> um, but besides for her, I don't really know of many singles in Tel Aviv. But apparently there is a community. Um, I'm just not so familiar with okay, it. Okay, so let's talk about Jerusalem. So sure. when you first made Aliyah in 2012, which is around two years ago, um, where did you... You knew that you wanted to be. You had. You mentioned before that you had friends. Where, mm-hmm. where were they living? My time? friends were all living in Katzmon. I knew that when I got off the plane, I didn't want to have to worry about finding an apartment and buying a bed, which can be at sometimes and sometimes annoying. Um, <laughs> especially buying a bed in this country. I don't know. I'm used to. I'm used to buying a bed one day and getting it an hour later. The year you have to wait sometimes up to a month to get a bed. So I knew I didn't want to have to deal with those logistics right when I landed. So for me, Ulpan was the best option because they give you a bed and food and a place to be right when you get here and time to kind of figure out your next step. Um, but I knew for sure I was going to move to Katzmon or Ba um, after Wolpan. Right, and so I, those two areas I would say probably are the most popular right, in terms of that. Right, so, so I, I actually spent every Shabbat there when I was in Wolpan because I really wanted to... So how many months were you in Wolpan? Five. And is that the maximum you're allowed to? Or? Yeah, that's the full program. Okay, so you did the full program in Wolpan uh, in and then you moved to where? What street? I moved to Rachel Menu in Katzmon. Okay. I actually spent the summer back in the States. I was working at camp. And oh, so are, are there apartments readily available for, for rent there? There or? are. The truth is it's pretty easy to find an apartment for rent in Jerusalem. I got lucky. I had a lot of friends who were looking for roommates. And right. there's always turnover. People are always getting married, which is good. Um, and there's always people looking to fill, fill their apartments. I actually have friends who got together and formed their own apartment with, from Wilpon students. Right. And they looked to rent in Baca and they found something beautiful. It's not it's not difficult to find an apartment. There's Facebook groups. There's a lot of networking tools to really to figure it out. I would say even looking back that it would probably would have been possible for me to just get on a plane and land in Israel with having done apartment research from abroad and, and finding an apartment from abroad. Even without going to live in the open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it would, it would have been possible for sure. And that's just through social networking, through totally. Facebook. Yeah, I would say, I always tell people, if anyone's trying to sublet their apartment or find a new roommate, the first place they're going to post is Facebook. So that's really an important tool if you're trying to find an apartment in Jerusalem. Okay. And um, I, by the way, I just want to tell you that my experience with buying beds here is a lot different from what you said. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, don't I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, mean, every... I mean, I bought from a store. I don't know if you're looking for secondhand, maybe for secondhand. Oh, hand secondhand you're... is much easier because you get it that day. Well, I, I, I mean, I live in uh, in the Nachlod area, which mm-hmm. is right next to the Shuk. I mm-hmm. think you're familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we bought a couple of, we bought one bed from, from Talpio, which took a week to get. Oh, wow. And we bought another bed from, uh, from Kikar Davidka. There was a mattress mm-hmm. store there. Or, yeah, I know. And we uh, got Do it I... the next day. I guess it depends like where you're getting I'm just, a mattress. I'm sorry, I didn't from. know you that. I would have no. told you. <laughs> 
I appreciate it. Just, I think it just depends because a lot I don't of them scare are scare our listeners. No, 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 no. Positive about this. I'm sorry. No, but um, listen, you have to be. You have yeah, to be you have to, to be realistic. I think you know. No, hundred percent. So? Look, there's some things that take a while to get. There's no right? question about it. But thank but there's God. also there's always moving sales. Like I, for single only coming, I highly recommend looking through social media and trying to find a moving sale. You're going to find a bed, a dresser, all the things you need in one shot for a great price. Okay, and it's just easier. So let's talk. Okay, so Contamon and Baca seem to be the the places that uh, singles like yourself, um, and we're talking about again singles who are after college, mm-hmm. so you know early twenties, let's say. I mean, uh, to 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 what age? I mean, singles of what age are there? Have you met people in their thirties? Yeah, 40s? for sure. Forties, not so much, because I would say I I'm sure they're there. They're right. just not necessarily not in, in your, my network. Right, exactly. Definitely to mid thirties are all twenties, mid twenties to mid thirties are definitely socializing. When I came at the age of twenty four, I was like the baby of Katamon. I would say, oh, okay. in a good way. Like I definitely had friends that were that I was social with and that were my age, but there was a good majority of people who were older than me. So. Okay, so you're living in, you, you found an apartment, you were able to network through your Opan, through your friends, you're settled. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, um, a social life, mm-hmm. in terms of, let's say, as, as a religious person, where did you dive in? What shul did you go to? We went to Ramban. Um, all my friends went to Ramban. It's pretty much where a, bun, that a lot of the Anglos go. It's right off of Emek Rafaim on Rehov Amatia. It's in Katamon. Mm-hmm. Is there a rabbi there? There is. It's Rav Benny Lau. He's pretty popular. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's great. People really like him. I really like him. And he's him. Israeli, which he is also He is Israeli. Good. So the shul is very Israeli. They, you know, they welcome the Olim, but they definitely have all announcements in Hebrew and they, they're speaking in Hebrew and there's a lot of Israelis there, especially the older crowd is all really Israelis, but um, they're very welcoming to Olim, and I know they want to cultivate that community there, and it's a very popular place. The scene outside of Shul is just as big as the scene at Mount Sinai in the Heights, to be honest, and it's really it's really a nice place to be. Okay, are there other Shuls that are popular amongst the singles in that area? Do you know? The truth is, for socializing, I would say that's the main one. There mm-hmm. are definitely people are going to Yakar and other more Karlbachy type places mm-hmm. if they want that experience. But, you know, I've heard of people davening elsewhere and then coming to Ramban afterwards to, uh. <laughs> to be at the quote-unquote scene. Um, and what yeah. happens during the week? You know, obviously, people are busy. In this country, everybody, <laughs> it's very little downtime during the week. Shabbos is really the best yeah. in terms of socializing, getting together with your friends. But um, at night, are there things, I mean... For sure, that's what I love about Jerusalem. I remember when I was single, I had something on my calendar every single night. Mm -hmm. It could have been something social with friends like dinner with this person or, you know, a social event or a birthday party or it could have been, you know, the light festival in the old city and I was Mm -hmm. going with my friends. There is always something going on and people are not scared to go out on weeknights it's, which I found very different than New York. If I was hanging out with friends, it definitely was not during the week. People are just going home, eating their dinner and going to sleep in New York. At least that's what I found. Um... And in Jerusalem, it's, I think, a lot more social. Interesting. Okay, very good. So um, any other advice for people who are coming? In other words, you really, I mean, obviously social media is so important in terms of finding a place and mm-hmm. finding. Um, let's talk about employment since you are an employment coordinator now for, uh, <laughs> for Nefesh. Um, for, for singles who want to come, who uh, obviously when you came, so you already had a BA, mm-hmm. you mentioned that now you're going to school um, for your master's, but... Uh, when when someone comes and they're looking for a job, is it first of all do they is it basically the same process as if you know a family someone with a family came they would go through the nefesh yeah nefesh, uh, I mean I think it's a little easier when you're a single because you're more at entry level positions and I think 
people at entry level positions, it's a little easier to find jobs rather mm-hmm. than as a manager or something like that. I think for singles, what's really important is a just to keep make sure you're developing your marketable skills and make sure you're bringing something to the table for the Israeli job market. You can speak to us pre Aliyah as well and just you know get an idea of what's what kind of skills are desired here. Um, there definitely is a good job network here. Um, I've never had trouble finding a job. This is actually my third job, which you know, it was good and bad because mm-hmm. I, you know, the first two I wasn't super happy with. I'm really happy here. Thank God. Um, but I never had trouble. I think here networking is key, which is probably point B. Did you start before you came here? Or you knew I you were going to I personally didn't because, because I knew I was going to Olpine. Right, right, right. Um, so I didn't, but I definitely think that you can and you should. I don't know if I did the job search 100% correctly, um, but I definitely think there's there's stuff out there for people and it's it's a great place to work, I think. Okay, great. Well, we've been speaking to Melissa Bienenfeld of the Employment Department of Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, in general, we've had Rachel Berger on a number of times speaking about employment. Uh, Melissa also is involved with employment. So, Melissa, would you give out your email address in case there's somebody who has questions either about employment or about how to find out about uh, singles networking here in Israel? No problem. It's Melissa L. M-E-L-I-S-S-A-L at nbn.org.il. Okay, Melissa L. at nbn.org.il. And of course, nbn.org.il is the address for any information you want about communities, about education, about any of the things we discussed. Olpan, uh, there's a list of Olpans that you can find on the Nefesh Benefesh website. And of course, uh, besides Melissa, there are many other staff members who are ready and willing to help with any specific questions you might have. Melissa, this has been very enlightening. I have not been single for many, many years, but I know that if I was single, that I would listen to your advice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, you guys. I appreciate it. (laughs) Our pleasure. Okay, so uh, we've been speaking to Melissa Bienenfeld uh, here on Benefish's sponsored Homeward Bound, and we'll be right back after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. And we're back here at Homeward Bound on the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, first, I want to thank our guest, Melissa Bienenfeld, for the very enlightening discussion we just had about singles coming and on Aliyah and find place here. Um, I do want to give you some uh, a heads up about next week's show, uh, where we continue this discussion about singles and Aliyah education in the United States with uh, our good friend Mark Rosenberg, who's the director of Pre-Aliyah for Nefesh Benefesh. It's a uh, fascinating conversation that I recorded with Mark uh, several weeks ago, and I recommend very highly that uh, next week that uh, our listeners uh, listen in to the conversation that we have with Mark. Of course, I want to remind everybody that any information that you want about Aliyah, any aspect of it, can be found on the Nefesh Benefesh website. That's nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. And uh, one of the features features on the website is a staff directory. Any of the people that you've heard on our program over the last uh, few months, uh, you can find their email addresses there. Or if you have any specific questions about any specific aspect of Aliyah, uh, basically Nefesh Benefesh has it all covered. You can send a general email to them, or you can look for 
the uh, specific person or persons that are involved with whether it's employment or other issues that might be interesting to you and uh, send them an email and get the information you need from them. I also want to remind everybody that over the last several months we've had some great interviews with some uh, various different personalities involved with Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, Avi Silverman about many different communities, whether it's Beit Shemesh, Ramat Beit Shemesh, Efrat, the Gush Etzion area in general. We hope to speak to Avi again soon about other communities here in Israel. Uh, we've uh, spoken to Rachel Berger several times about employment issues here in Israel. And uh, really a, a, um, a potpourri of many different aspects of the Aliyah process. Oh, of course, our, our discussion over a two-part series of uh, Aliyah benefits with Naftali Derovin and uh, our discussions with the Bonetzion prize winners. Uh, also, uh, one of my favorite shows is the Yom Yerushalayim special that aired a few weeks ago with my conversation with Harav Menachem HaKohen, who was there at the Kotel uh, when Rav Shlomo Goren blew the chauffeur and announced the liberation of the old city of Jerusalem uh, in 1967. So we've had some really great shows and they're all available on the Nahum Siegel Network website at nahumsiegel.com uh, in archive format. And again, if you have any interest in a specific type of show or any specific questions that you would like addressed on a Homeward Bound, I encourage you to email me, yigal at nahumsiegel.com. That's yigal, Y-I-G-A-L, at nahumsiegel.com. Uh, one other reminder that coming up very, very soon, uh, this show is airing sometime in the middle of June, and starting, I believe, on July 21st is the first of the summer charter flights that Nefesh Benefesh runs. Um, as I think we've discussed in the past, Nefesh has um, two charter flights that come in the summer where they charter the entire plane um, through El Al and they bring two plane loads of Olim in the summer where most of the families make Aliyah because of school concerns for, for their children. Um, but of course, we do have... Uh, many uh, group flights that go basically at least once a month, I believe, uh, pretty much once a month during the year. There's group flights of anywhere from 50 to 100 people who make Aliyah. But uh, in terms of the popular, um, <laughs> the most popular flights that people love to watch uh, on the web and through other media um, are the two charter flights. One is July 21st, and I believe the second one is August 11th. And uh, anyone who wants some information about those flights, either if you live in Israel and like to greet the Olim that are coming, which is a great experience. If you haven't done that before, uh, you should make a request through the website at nbn.org.il to attend those ceremonies. Um, there is a security check, and it takes time to get in, but it's well worth it if you've never done it. And, of course, if you uh, are interested just in watching uh, the proceedings of the uh, of the flights and their arrival in Israel. I believe that, uh, at least in the past, and I hope this year also, Nefesh Benefesh will be webcasting those uh, ceremonies live on the web so you can watch them and share a little in the excitement uh, and the happiness of the new Olim who are making their way to Israel. So again, nbn.org.il for any information about the charter flights and about the uh, webcasts about the charter flights and any other information you want, of course, about Aliyah. Uh, we are here at Homer Bound. My name is Egal Siegel and the Nahum Siegel Network, sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, and we'll be back right after this message. 
If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. I need Hashem to comfort me. Well, that wraps up another great edition of Homeward Bound here at the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Egal Siegel. Any archives of these shows can be found at NachumSiegel.com, and any information about Aliyah can be found at nbn.org.il. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great week, everybody. <laughs>